0: Welcome to Miles on FM, episode 7. As always, I'm uh, Yonatan and Adam, hopefully um, cold free.
1: Hi, everybody. Uh,
0: So, today we are covering the penultimate mini book of uh, Gardens of the Moon, book 6, The City of Blue Fire, which, uh, as we must inevitably point out, is actually the shortest uh, in the uh, book. Uh, But it does contain three chapters. Um, mm-hmm. so the book uh, starts out with a poem by our favorite uh, Mr. Fisher who judging by the poem seems to be a eyewitness, although he's uh, sight unseen right now he's, he's talking about how uh, the Moon he's talking about he- hearing rumors about all the stuff that's going on in uh Darug So, gone uh, so he's there somewhere
1: uh, yeah. yeah I like this, uh, this poem, it kind of uh, sets us up for the the, basically, at the end of the book, we're heading towards the, the faith. Ah. Uh, there's rumors going around, uh, the eels involved, uh, oh, yes. claws, dragons, bad. demons. It's uh, it's all good stuff.
0: Maybe it's some kind of uh, recap. Until uh, the Thinking Man's Recap.
2: Huh? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, the chapter starts by uh, this weird uh, poem that basically makes uh, Mood Spawn out to sound like a really uh, horrible place. Uh, everyone's like slaving away in the heart of Moonspawn, which is, uh, kind of unfair, I would say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, everyone's got their own viewpoint. And uh, as we see in this chapter, Enamander's not exactly the most, uh, altruistic person in the world. Uh, we do get a good insight into his motivations in this reading. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we open the chapter with, uh, relic about Nam coming to our favorite haunt, the Phoenix Inn, and he's at the door he's met by niece who apparently has a crush on him, which is a nice bit of characterization I like hadn't noticed until now
1: yeah, I think uh I think she's quite sweet on an old relic
0: yeah, it's like he asks her uh, uh what do you want and she says uh I know uh you know what I want what uh you've known for years, so probably mm-hmm.
1: I don't think the uh the those uh, fan ladies who run the Phoenix are too shy about coming forward if they've uh, got an interest in someone either. No. So I think he's probably painfully aware of uh, her interest. Yeah,
0: they're not shrinking violets. Uh.
1: <laughs> oh no, Siri.
0: Even though they are a bit of a me Sandy realtor, they are kind of those. Um, there's something between a secondary and tertiary character, uh, honestly. Well, in in the full view, the series may be like tertiary, but in this book. They're kind of secondary. Uh, yeah. Enough of the uh, terminology. So in the inn, it turns out that a certain highly nondescript man, which is kind of an oxymoron if you think about it, uh, has been uh, looking for relic. And uh, since yeah. he's described as entirely nondescript, that, he, that relic almost doesn't see him, I infer it's our circle breaker. Uh,
1: just, uh, yeah, I like the Circle Breaker character. He's, he's a good guy and I think Raleigh senses that straight away when he meets him. He sort of instantly puts him at ease because of his sort of, uh, his demeanor and the way these, I think it's, there's something solid about this person, the kind of assurance that was calming and he's, you know, he's a reliable guy. He's been doing good work for the eel.
0: Yeah, he's actually my favorite, uh, specific part of, uh, Gardens of uh, the Moon. Like he's very mysterious yet, uh, sympathetic character, which I feel is, uh, very, very well done. Um, uh, and adds a mm-hmm. bit of, uh, unconventional, conventional stuff, like this character who's unnamed and yet he plays a pretty big, uh, role. Well, he's kind of unnamed.
1: But, yeah. yeah. And he has, he has a great scene later, uh, where um, yes. everyone's given the signals and it's like something out of a heist movie. It's so cool.
0: Yeah. But, uh, everything at its own time. Anyways. Mm. So, uh, so basically Circle Breaker briefs him about um some observations he had uh that basically the gist is that the uh the assassins guild has got a contract to kill call and make his make him uh, his death a fact in uh, reality as well as uh, on paper so, and it turns out that the guy who is uh, sent to fulfill the contract is none other than Valex's uh, former boss, uh, Oculot, uh, Ocelot. Ocelot. yeah uh, yeah, and, uh, Relic doesn't seem very phased by this, and,
1: uh. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think much phases Ralek, he just sort of goes, alright, okay, gotta go and kill me boss, see ya.
0: <laughs> Some of us would like to be more <laughs> really. like mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, uh, after Circlebreaker finishes his message, I like how he says, thus ends the message, like he's kind of like this, uh, robot. Uh, yeah. I like how he does that, so after he leaves, uh, uh in real time, because like, everyone's still breathing, and uh, let's drink to that, which uh, I can get on board with. Yeah. It's a nice uh, bit of uh, folk optimism, which uh, helps a lot of people. Uh, anyway, so... Uh, uh,
1: so then we get this uh, the scene with uh, Rake and Baruch. Ah, uh, yes. And they're sort of squabbling a bit because they're keeping things from each other. Neither of them's being entirely straight with the other one. Um Rake hadn't been informed by Barak that Oppen was involved. and uh, Barak it responds that you you know, you keep things to your to yourself, I do the same.
0: Yeah, he's, he's a bit pissed that Rake let uh, Tool and uh Lorne go into the barrow. Yeah. And, and he's uh, quite um scared of this prospect. but uh, Ray Rake, Rake basically sees through uh Lassine's plan, which is basically to Either destroy Dagestan or basically to weaken Rake and Baruk and uh, stuff, which um, I guess being uh, thousands of years old has its benefits.
1: Um, yeah, I think that kind of things uh, sort of standard Malazan procedure now. So he's he's used to facing against it with the way the uh, sort of got rid of all the mages in Pale and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, you get the impression that obviously before Pale there's been other times when they've had trouble with each other and he, he knows sort of a MO now.
0: Um, yeah. And, um, uh, Rake says that if he wanted to, uh, win or beat, uh, Lassine by just destroying Dujistan, he could do that, but that would be too easy. He's, uh, playing a bit of a game with, uh, Lassine, which kind of works out to everyone else's benefit that he's trying to keep. Basically says that if he can beat Lassine without, uh, Having get destroyed and keeping it free that would be a real victory uh, over the empress, which yeah. you know, is a nice coincidence and uh well I guess you have. that's the only way you keep yourself sane after living so long
1: yeah which is kind of w- when he explains his motivations that's what that's why he's doing the things he does is to sort of keep his people motivated to give them sort of a purpose in life something to live for um yeah. He comes across a bit sort of Stannis-esque, because he's driven by duty.
0: (laughs) Kind of, yeah. Um, I like the phrase he calls, basically, these people the mercenaries of the spirit. Uh, gives a nice speech about, like, he could just, like, uh, raise Moonspawn to the air, but what would he be uh, preserving, a particular point of view, uh... Yeah,
1: so. Yeah, and it's a point of view he doesn't find particularly worth keeping. He says, are these gifts worthy to the world of pre- where, where- are these gifts to the world worthy of preservation? I think yeah. not. Yeah, so it's usually
0: like, uh, who cares about a bunch of depressed, stoic people? Uh, why is that worth- So, yeah. Uh, it's a very me- melancholy milieu. You know, just the NDI uh, point of view. It remains such throughout uh, the series. -hmm. But they are very good in fight, as we have uh, frequent interludes with uh, one Sterrat, the CNDI assassin, who doesn't seem too occupied with uh, philosophy as she stalks uh, Crocus.
1: Yeah, she's sort of planning on getting rid of the old woman so that she can get on with her work. So she doesn't have any qualms about the innocent people getting in the way. Yeah.
0: The uh, old woman is kind of like this um this touchstone of, like the streets of do just <laughs> she's like a, whatever happens, she's still there smoking the pipe. So, yeah <laughs> yeah, she's one of those characters you all be really meet uh, on the net, on the other read uh, uh, yeah and uh, then we have uh, another scene back at the uh, Phoenix Inn. this time we have uh, Murillo, I think, and Kripa. And, uh, Kripa says, uh, oh, I'm, I'm only care about you guys because, uh, I'm just being a chaperone to you. Um, uh, yeah. It's, uh, and, uh, Mario yeah, he... de- develops his suspicion.
1: Yeah, he, uh, suspects, he sort of for a moment considers the possibility of, uh, Krupp being the eel. Or is that later on?
0: It's well, in this uh, reading, uh, anyway. So yeah, Krupp is uh, still playing it innocent. Doesn't know anything about it. what's going on. He just cares about his friends.
1: Yeah, and obviously Krupp's, you know, he's he's friends with Collie. He's, he's gonna support the the idea of having him reinstated to his to his true position.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, there's a lot of suspense as uh, Relic uh, goes after o- Ocelot. Um, and um Corpus has being stalked. Uh, we discovered that uh Valic has been given a mysterious uh rust colored magic killing powder by uh yeah. a, while, a while back.
1: I wonder and, what that could be.
0: Yeah, who knows? <laughs> so, yeah, it's probably Otada that yeah. yeah. Um uh, so you basically he, he's like, remembers how Valak told him, don't put, don't rub it in, don't rub it in, but then he says, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll just rub it in.
1: Yeah, yeah, he hasn't got time to, uh, to play things safe, as he? So he just rubs it into his face and all over his body. Yeah, <laughs> <and> just, yeah. <laughs> in for a Balak. penny, in for a pound.
0: Uh, yes, uh, uh, so the chapter, which is also quite short, it kind of like ends with Valak uh, going up the stairs and he's like, basically reflecting on, uh, how he has to do this thing, to kill, uh, also at safe call, because, uh, that's the only thing keeping him human, which is, um sobering.
1: Yes. Yeah, there's a real, uh, sort of tragedy to the character. He sort of, this, he, he, has to have something to, to give his life meaning, which is, uh, kind of harks back to, uh, Animanda, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, great, just uh... a couple of scenes ago, it was sort of, he, ha- he has to take on these fights for, on behalf of others in order to, was so to give himself purpose so I, I quite like that
0: yeah except uh, with um, Rallick it's kind of more like he's a monster otherwise you know being an assassin but uh, he just wants this one thing that's like uh, re- reinstating call that's the only thing keeping him uh, the one shred of humanity left him in him uh, yeah which uh, it kind of gets, drives you to wonder how why did rac become an assassin in the first place like uh, I would be it would have been nice to have like some flashbacks or something or good backstory about but
1: yeah I guess he just found out he was he had fast hands or he was good at sneaking or something like that and he just yeah. fell into this sort of street life and
0: but assassin uh,
1: oh. who knows
0: who knows uh yeah so that's uh chapter 17 this cliffhanger and um uh, now chapter 18 we have a poem by one blind galan uh with who, as always, is some of those later on, even though the uh, birth date of this is a bit odd considering what we know about this guy later on, but uh, uh, yeah, um, just in a little fun note.
1: Yeah, and I think this is a, uh, this poem refers to the, uh, the impending uh, life between Relic and Ocelot.
0: It does, uh, what was this name again?
1: Because it's the uh, blade envenomed by the eight Make oh, the parrots, is which is, uh, uh, Rallik's knife has got the poison of the Parrot Spider on it, which, uh, oh, brings instant death. And then the, the hand much? that defies Sorcery's web, because he's got his, uh, he's got his uh, Tartarol on, so.
0: That makes too much sense. Yeah. Uh, so, chapter star opens, we have, uh, Whiskey Jack and the rest of the Ridgeburners cooling their heels, and, uh, they're basically talking about sorry again. And uh, whiskey Jack is a bit relieved by the revelation that she was like uh, the rope being possessed by the rope.
2: Uh, yeah,
0: and, and he feels a bit better that she was not human, kind of. Uh, and uh, we have then a big speech by Fiddler, who is um,
1: yeah. This and, is this is the beginning of uh, in my in my mind Fiddler's elevation from a kind of background character to one of my favourite characters in the series. The way Pours his heart out to Whiskey Jack and stuff. Says, you know, we love you. We'll do anything for you. And it's just, uh, it's really great the the camaraderie between these uh, soldiers.
0: Yeah. He also, he points out like, uh, yeah, you think we don't hurt when our friends die just because we didn't give the orders? But it hurts. But we can't uh, let go of that hurt because that's the only uh, thing keeps us human. I don't think it keeps us going. It's, uh, it's kind of like uh, pointing out what Whiskey Jack does. In order to keep himself from hurting he dehumanizes everyone else but he's also dehumanizing himself Yeah. so uh, that's a very interesting insight there and I' uh, like this quote um, here yeah, about whiskey Jack he was finally after so many years uh, among friends which is uh, touching
2: yeah
0: like uh, yeah it's lonely at the top of this uh, uh, Then we have um, call and Paran. Entering, the the Rajestan through the worry gate, I believe. Uh, and, uh, as, uh, Rallik is still approaching the site. Right? And, uh, Yeah,
1: it looks like, uh, Oslop might not have much of a job on his hands, really, doesn't it? The way, uh, yeah, the condition so of Carl are making the way into town. He's, he's almost, uh, through Hud's gate already. Yes. Uh,
0: and then there's a uh, part, part with, uh, Seymour Mies uh, says that she met, she saw Paran. And he was like speaking Daru like a native, which is, um you know, which is kind of odd. I mean, well, we don't, when did, uh, parent make time to speak to, to Daru?
1: Yeah, I, d- I don't remember ever hearing about that. I mean, I presume it may have been part of his training, but you would think it would be sort of highly accented and pidgin Daru. You wouldn't expect it to be spoken, you know, so fluently. But then he's a smart kid with, uh, he, had, he had tutors and, all the rest of that stuff. Tutor's so. Nathan. Probably <laughs> My
0: tutor's Nathan. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> uh yeah. And um uh, do we get to the part where did we get
1: to the fight
0: yet?
1: Yeah, that's uh that's the next bit. So uh yeah, uh, it's parents on the ground and he looks up and he sees uh like a, a flash of movements on the top of uh Kural's belfry. Yeah. And then we then we cut to Rally.
0: He managed to, uh, he gets, manages to see Ocelot because of his, uh, Potato Powder, which kills all of, uh, Ocelot's magic. And, um, which, which turns out to be extremely helpful. Since, um like Ocelot's lying there with the crossbow, and then he turns around and fires at, uh, Ralik, but then turns out that it was like a magic quarrel, so nothing happens.
1: Yeah, it just bounces off.
0: Yeah. It was a wise decision. So, uh, they fight for a bit, uh, wounds, uh, Ocelot wounds Ralik with a stab in the chest, but finally, Ralik uh, gets the better of him and uh, kills him. Uh, and yeah, you know, it's a bit of a running theme throughout this book specifically that, uh, you know, like people are like saved uh, from a danger they were never aware of. Like, uh, here we have, uh, Paran and call being saved by, uh, Ocelot, by, uh, Relic, And yeah. uh, also we have Crocus. He's uh, totally oblivious to everyone's to hunting him, like, uh, Surat.
1: Yeah, and even sort of when we first met Crocus, and he found the coin, and he sort of yeah. the coin drops out of midair and he bends down to pick it up, and a crossbow bolt shoots past his head. Or
0: whatever.
1: yeah, that guy's lucky. Um, Very lucky. Yeah, I, I love the uh, the brutal end to the fight with Ocelot Where Relic hammers the dagger into his forehead, which is uh, a yeah. that's a that's a kill shot right there. That's that's game over.
0: Yeah, it shows how like uh, fiercely he's trying to save call, uh, which basically is life, uh, so, uh, after, afterwards, we have, uh, Parin takes call into the, uh, Phoenix Inn, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, well, we have Paran being a bit alcoholic, depressed during that routine, like, they, you can, all, all my friends are dying, the gods kill everyone, all the friends are those they want to use, um, and till call is and in, and then he calls for mallet. After C- Callum comes in, then he tells him to bring mallet. And uh, m- Mallet's got attitude.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm the best. It's okay.
0: Yeah, it's like, uh, what idiot? Then later when he's like, uh, treating cause, I think, like, well, what idiot, uh, <laughs> um, stuffed this uh, wound with herbs? Like.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't remember and, who was, who was that? Was it, it was, was pop- it Paran or was it some, one of the, uh, one of the Phoenix guys back when they were uh um, I was, was in guy. the hills. I was at the sergeant. Maybe.
0: Um yeah. And um, then we have Whiskey Jack presents the bone bone skype. Uh we skypes with yes. the <laughs> dojack.
1: The bone phone.
0: Yeah. Yeah, even better. Uh, basically they uh kind of jury with this little gadget from my like, old Korea and uh, change him out to yeah. Where well, they found these human bones, but it's with like a kind of jagged soul blade kind of thing from the Kachin Chamal, and that somehow it manages to do, it's kind of like those hologram thingies in Star Wars. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a Gardens of the Moon-ism, this yeah, device, I, yeah, because yeah, I, no, I, I don't I, think, I don't think we see it ever again. Well, um, it once. sort of pops up here. Yeah, uh, And then there's loads of times throughout the series when something like this would have been really handy, but it's it's just never mentioned, I don't think. Maybe, I think there might be one other time, you might be right, but yeah. Stranger, piece of kit.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Say, uh, so basically, is, uh gives us an update on uh, the situation back in Peo. Turns out that uh, Teishan is still hopping mad Um and uh, basically, we find out that Dujek intends to uh, rebel, and basically, mutin uh, rebel against the Empress.
1: Yeah, which uh, even uh, quite a lot of people are surprised at, because they thought that he'd never uh, he'd never mutiny. I think that was Aaron uh, was quite taken back.
0: Uh, yeah, and um, he starts talking about this guy, the uh, Panion here. Who, yeah, in this context is kind of random, but considering he plays an important role later on, I guess it was just decent of, uh, Erickson, at least mentioned him two few times.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a, a nice bit of foreshadowing. I think he's been mentioned slightly earlier, uh. Yeah. I'm possibly. not 100% sure. I think it might have been referred to at least, but yeah.
0: Hey, that, guy's, that guy even got a spot in the appendix even, of, uh, Gardens to the Moon, even though, uh, doesn't actually appear. Oh. So uh yeah, that's uh, that's going for him.
1: Uh, oh and we we find out that um, also that uh, Herlock, uh kidnapped someone and Oh yeah, some claw them. agent
0: dude in uh Genivarius. Yeah. <laughs> well, one more kill on the... Uh, hey Hairlock's dead already. Um, yeah. and uh turns out that Dujek still wants uh the Luchistan to, to be mined. And, uh, we, we aren't told quite yet, but in the next chapter, Paran figures it out.
2: Uh, okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, and, you know, it's like, Paran's like talking like, hey, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna, like, hey, found, a, you start your own kingdom or something? And I was like, uh, that would be, I, I would read uh, the shit out of a book about, uh, okay, like, uh, and Whiskey Jack running the kingdom. That would, that would be cool. Yeah, that would be good. But, uh, that's not exactly what anyway, so. Uh, at the end, of the this chapter ends with a uh, brief scene with Tool and, uh, and Lauren, uh, who finally enter the, the Changu tomb. And, uh, uh, Tool has this uh, nice line. I believe this is an acorn. Where <laughs> uh, he finds this uh, thing called the finest, which, uh, basically yeah. contains, the, it's kind of like the one ring for Jag of Thailand. Has all
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It contains all his all his power, doesn't it? But I quite like that scene. It's kind of it reminds me of the end of uh Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade where they gotta choose the right cup Oh
0: yeah.
1: I was like <laughs> I was like, what wonder what happens if she picks up that mirror instead of the uh the acorn but I never get to find out. <laughs> uh yes, and it's actually following up right on
0: something yeah. Dujek said in the previous scene, they said like, uh, we believe that um, Lauren is somehow going to draw, uh, draw the Tyrant to Durjistan, uh which is the uh, nest, of course. Uh, so she takes the acorn and uh, rides out, and uh, that's the end of chapter 18, with this, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, chapter 19, we go back to Crocus, who is being a typical teenager. He's uh, all mooning over both absolutely still mooning over Chalice even though apparently her family has found out that he killed a guard and uh they want, yeah, they, want he did. they want to hang him. Uh, so Yeah,
1: poor Croak has taken the fall for uh for uh, sorry's uh, antics.
0: Yes. Um, poor guy. Uh, and of course sorry can't remember it, which uh kind of uh, posits an uh, interesting question. Uh, doesn't count as a does it count as a, her crime if she was doing it under influence, that can't remember it.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, sort of consciousness was pushed sort of to the back, and I think uh, obviously the rope was was driving, if you like, yes. at the time.
0: Well, uh, I guess that's one thing that lots uh, law kids don't have to grapple with, I guess. Like, like, if someone commits a crime, what they possessed, so,
1: Innocent <laughs> high possession. Well,
0: maybe back in the Middle Ages, where they had like the exorcisms and stuff. Too, maybe I wouldn't
1: know. Yeah, I don't know. I think you'd probably still get burned just to be safe if they thought you'd been possessed. <laughs> yes. Or what did they used to do to witches? We'll I'm... we'll hold you under water, and if you drown, then you're innocent. And if you live, then we'll burn you. <laughs> Alan,
0: sure woman. Yes, so, uh, back, back on topic. So, but basically, uh, Mies is telling him that, uh, Darlays are uh, after him, and basically, they start, uh, reveals that Mies become his latest protectors, even though she tells him, I won't tell you who your, uh, protectors are. Um, uh, yeah. So, and it's still mysterious. Uh, as later on in chapter, we uh, see, uh, also, it's, uh, curious, uh, Croquet, uh, and a mysterious. Mr. and Ralik shows up and, uh, starts talking about oh wow, I killed Ocelot and, you know, I use this, uh, I, I use this crazy powder and stuff and like, uh, people are like, remember it's, like, uh, wood powder? And it turns out it like all disappeared. Uh, and uh, even his, uh, injury, it, like looks like a week old scar. Uh,
1: it's... Yeah. I, when, when Barak gave him the powder, he told him it could have unpredictable effects. So luckily for, uh, Ralik, it looks like he's got, a uh... Wolverine's healing powers, or... Uh, sure. <laughs> something like that. I
0: think uh, Wolverine could like, totally uh, banish it, but I wouldn't know. I'm not a big Wolverine fan, anyway. Uh,
1: but he yeah. certainly seems to have, a uh, sort of hastened yes. healing at any rate. So, Crocus decides he's, uh, he's gonna leave, he's not gonna be sat cooped up in this attic the whole time. And poor Serret's waiting for him. And, uh, <laughs> she... She's quite hapless for a deadly assassin. She gets foiled quite easily again. Uh, She tries to jump for him and just hits like an invisible wall or something and sort of knocked knocked out a bit.
0: Yes, Uh, sadly, it doesn't help to be possessed if you get depossessed. I mean, maybe if you could like become the dominant consciousness or something, you could like use it, but.
1: Yeah. Uh... I never thought, I never. Uh, made the connection that that had anything to do with, uh, sorry, I thought it was, uh, one of his, his other protectors, like uh, killed the guard? Uh, no, that, um, when this, uh, this Sereth the, ah, and yes. the assassin, uh, tries to go after Crocus and she sort of hits an invisible wall and is kind of left dazed and, dazed floating in, in the air. Uh, uh, and again, it's an, another example of, uh, like you said, of people being saved without realizing. Yeah,
0: she's kind of a, uh, <laughs> cause Crocus because Crocus is oblivious kind of to like all that's going uh, on. Uh, slapstick character, if you will. I mean, all she does is basically fail to kill Crocus.
1: Yeah. And and of course, he's got no idea, so it's got that kind of uh, farcical element.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think there's a sketch in there, but I mean, maybe one of those uh, dedicated fans will make the a <laughs> the sketch. Uh,
1: and say that. Uh, it could happen, I mean, if we had enough if I I, I heard or, or read somewhere that Gardens of the Moon was originally uh, a sort of almost a comedy based a comedy. on the uh, the Phoenix gang. Oh, okay. So is I think it? this I heard
0: it was going to be a movie script, yeah. I didn't know it was
1: supposed to be a comedy. Uh. I I, I, don't, I don't know if comedy is the right word, but certainly it was uh, more light hearted in, in theme than the than the book uh ends up being. And it was focused uh, more specifically on the, on the Phoenix guys, Phoenix so I think game. this...
0: Yeah, they would make a good buddy comedy.
1: Yeah, so I think this sort of a hapless assassin, uh hapless master assassin, <laughs> is uh, <laughs> is well, is part of, uh, of that. Well, not
0: for breaking stereotypes, so, yeah, I mean, just because mm-hmm. you're just an MDI doesn't mean you have to be assassinating all the
2: time. Uh, so...
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so, basically, Crocus uh, is being, you know, is being typically teenagers you know, says, oh, I hear you, everyone's controlling me, everyone's telling me what to do, woo. Um, so, uh, he takes, uh, Axelar to Kurul's Belfry, where all good, uh, Hindustani people, uh, have, uh, take a break. Um, and, um,
1: yeah, There's quite a lot of traffic at this Belfry, yes. isn't there? There was, uh, there was an assassin killed, uh, right at the beginning, uh, by the T-Standy, yes. and then, uh, Ocelot and Ralik have had the duel up there, and now where Crocus and Absalot turn up.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, and a god got awakened there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, even Forgotten Gods get visitors sometimes, it
0: seems. Yeah, and, uh, somehow, uh, points out there's a story told on the wall. It's a kind of, uh, mural, mural in a suit, which is, uh, interesting. I mean, I kind of wish, uh, Epson had actually described it, like, what's pictured, but, uh, I guess because Crocus doesn't really
1: care uh neither should be. Yeah, he's, he's in a bad mood and he she says she can see the, the mural on the wall and he's like, no you can't, <laughs> it's too dark. But I think I think she's got some sort of special vision as a uh, leftover from the rope being in there so she can see in the shadows or whatever. That's why she can see it and he can't. Um, so yeah, so they sit there uh,
0: looking uh, first says, like, uh, look at the moon. Like, which one? Uh, the Shining One, which is, of course, Moonspawn. And they um, get picked out. Uh, that,
1: um, yeah, she's got that nice story about the, the, right. the man in the moon yeah. who's going to take them all to his garden. Yeah, which yeah. Is
0: kind of a title drop. Uh, also, yeah, basically, but, but he has gardens on the moon. Uh, but actually, mm-hmm. the, this title is kind of like one of the more uh, obscure titles in the context. It's not really, it doesn't seem to have that much to do with the actual book but, but
1: uh, yeah, yeah it's just I think it's just showing how, uh now that the rope's gone. she's still the the same innocent girl who was getting the nets for her father in the prologue or the chapter one first yes. chapter was it yeah. Yeah.
0: It's yeah and she's like says it, like probably oh, no wars, no empires, no no. I guess yeah, it's a a little spot of uh, optimism,
1: such a, such a... and yeah, and then we end on a nice note as well because I think uh, our Crocus has fallen for uh, for yeah. Absala a little bit, and he's sort of he's what looking at her as she's looking up at the moon, and he just repeats Why the question to himself, That's "Why not?" Theory, <laughs> ah, it's sweet. He's a good kid. He, I guess. he'll be all right.
0: Well. Uh... This came, This episode came out a bit short, but then again, this is the shortest reading we've done so far, this is just the point. Yep. So, what's say when uh, we finished the uh, cards of the moon in the next episode, and we've got two weeks to read? Well,
1: let me see, we've got 17, 18, seven chapters, but yeah, it's only 190 pages, I think we can...
0: Yeah, that would be a good way to... Uh,
1: I know 130 pages even. Yeah, they're they're pretty short. The books in the yeah, the good. sub books within this. So yeah, I think we can we can handle that. Yeah,
0: good way to uh, finish the summer.
1: Um, yeah, with a with a, an extended finale, feature length. Uh,
0: well, not exactly <laughs> <the> finale. <laughs> I mean, even was uh, said once that, because moon is only uh, 700 page prologue, which uh, I tend to agree with. Um, yeah. yeah, so. Uh, Thanks, everyone, yep. for listening, and um, make sure to like us on Facebook. We've uh, recently reached 70 likes, so thank you to all of you who have uh, done so already. And uh, don't uh, neglect our blog at um, Uh The iTunes feed seems to not have updated since Episode 4. I'm not sure why that is, but I'll try to fix that. Hmm. Uh, also, leave ratings there, please. Uh, and uh, we'll see you guys uh, soon.
1: Yep, thanks for listening, everyone. See yep. ya.